When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. What's up? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 136 for April 27th, 2021. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. What's up, everybody? Tony V coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening, Steve? Uh, I don't know. Something on my light. I don't know what to do about this. Hey, Steve, how's it going? What's up? I got lighting issues. Yes, you do. All right. If I just... All right. Uh Uh-oh. I just got a notification. We're having trouble streaming to Facebook. This may be an issue on Facebook's end. It looks like it's not. All right. You may have to get your people on that. It's stream. No, but it's a streaming thing, but it is streaming to the Facebook page and also streaming live to YouTube for the first time this week, but it's having trouble going to the group. So Jerry run diagnostics on the stream, please. Yeah. Jerry's working on my end. That's, that's okay. I, okay. I can't handle this light thing. I don't know what to do about that. Wow, that's. If I move my camera, I think you're on stage. I know, but it's just bizarre. That's bizarre, Steve. How you doing? Okay, I'm just gonna keep waving the whole hour. Then that's fine. I don't care. Bobby. All right. So Pete, Facebook, Facebook, u- Facebook user said rock and roll. Um, Facebook user, rock if on. You're wa- user. If you're watching live right now on Facebook or YouTube. In the description, click that link that says um, to allow StreamYard to show your name. That's all it's going to do is show your name. And this way we can see your name like Chris did here who said hi. Chris, hello. How are you? And some of you, of course, are listening on the podcast, the old audio style, the way we've done it forever. And uh, if you are and you want to see the video, you can go to the Cover Band Central YouTube channel or the Cover Band Central Facebook page or the Facebook group. Lots of resources, Steve. Plenty of avenues to find us. Because we don't want to alienate our original uh, people. No, we're an equal uh, podcast society here, you know? Tammy Reese says, hey. She looks like a cartoon character, but she's cute, so. Tammy. So that's okay. Um, (laughs) I need to change. (laughs) She looks like a cartoon, but she's cute, so that's okay. Yeah. I like that. Remember that one. 
It's good. You kind of um, look like a cartoon, but that's okay. You know what? I look like a cartoon character too, and so do you, actually, with that hair. We we should have cartoon characters like in place of our live, you know, broadcasting cameras. <laughs> have little like cartoon guys. We could, you know, make different emojis for ourselves. An avatar, yes. I think that's what Tammy's trying to say. I like that. Yes, she has an avatar. Yes. You have an she... avatar, Steve? Somewhere. It might be my closet. I don't know. <laughs> Might be in a box somewhere. Um, we're having fun. I'm in a great mood. Release the avatar, brother. I'm in a great mood today. I'm. I'm. Uh, That's good. I'm glad you're in a great mood. Yeah, I have uh, news that I haven't told you. I have told the CBC audience, but maybe oh. not the people that are watching now or listening. On, I, I, it was. I think it was February 27th of this year. We hit 200,000 followers after almost seven years or almost six years of the group or the page. The page. Seven years? Seven years. Okay. Of the page. Almost seven years. February 27th. Pete says, yeah, seven. Seven. 200,000. On Sunday, which was April 25th. Yes. Hit 200. Oh, yeah, 25th. Yep. Hit 250,000. Wow, we so talked about this last week. So you got so fifty thousand people since we started doing the podcast live on video. That's incredible. And it's fifty thousand people in two months. Yeah. After seven years getting to two hundred, I got fifty. Boom. Yeah, that's huge. It's crazy. It's nuts. Um, the the post reach is look at this. Boom. The post reach. <laughs> it's like a magic trick. <laughs> it is like a magic trick. It's pretty cool. How come I? It doesn't work for me. Sorry, can't no. do it. Uh, but the post reach is nuts, and I showed you last week, yeah. and I'll, I'll show you the, the numbers now. It's just it's it's nuts. It's pretty incredible. I'm just going to do that the whole hour. I don't care. Um, yeah. So um, huge thanks to everybody that follows the page, and uh, thank you for being part of the Cover Band Central Universe. If you're not in the group, come on, join the group. The Two fifty, Steve, quarter of a million. I like yeah. it. Um, but yeah, come on, join the group if you're not in there already. You can just search groups on Facebook and you'll find us. Um, and most importantly, YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel because yeah. that's yeah. what I'm focusing on now, building up the, that channel with videos. Um, and that's what YouTube is for. This yes, is for is. magic. You, Mark, <laughs> Mark Lorenz says, hey, guys. What's why up? Why don't I do that? That's going to get annoying. I know it is. He's enjoying the magic show, Steve, clearly. I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's, I don't know. Topic. Uh, I don't know what Chris Argento said. Topic. Ask the question, topic. Oh, what are we talking about today is what he wants to know. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, Chris. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about that because that's a celebration for me. Yes. For us, for, for our whole Caribbean Central world. Uh, I'm just gonna not gonna touch it now and see if it goes away. Yeah, chances are probably not. Yeah. That's okay, Steve. It's all right. Kind of looks like you're in an ice cave studio. <laughs> I like it. It looks like there's a, 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 a lights behind you. It looks like there's a UFO preparing to beam me up. Yeah, don't hit your head on that, Steve. It looks very sharp. 
You, do, you, do you have a miner's cap with like a light on it that you could wear? That would probably be more authentic and better, you know, suited to, to your background tonight. No. No? I'm just going to do that. I can't. Mm. I can't do it. Um, That's fun. Oh, um, I know what happened, Steve. The guy that was sitting on the couch behind you is vanished. He got beamed up or something. That's what that light was. There was nobody there in the first place. Yeah, Bill was sitting behind you, wasn't he? Never. Oh. Uh, Bill's not allowed in the studio anymore. He's not. Mm-mm. See, it was the light again. Bill's <laughs> beaming back in again. Dude, he heard you. He's not happy about it. I just do that. Yeah. So topic, I have a good qu- thing, a good question to ask. And let's see what people okay. may be on that. Let's go. So if you're at a gig and you start the song and someone has misstepped and is derailed and the song is, you know, chugging along, but it's it's discombobulated. Do you stop the song and start over? No. God, no. Keep going, right? Yes. Unless there's an absolute positive train wreck that cannot be recovered, you just keep going. Just a thought, topic, question someone had asked me, and I said the same thing. Never stop. Unless it's a complete disaster, like you've put the bass drum beater oh, through the head and you, you can't continue, or if someone is playing, you know, has the wrong guitar on or they're, you know, they're, they're, they're in the wrong key or something is really, really bad. But other than that, you tough it out and you just keep you forge, you forge ahead until everyone gets caught back up to speed, which is usually by, you know, four or five bars in. Because if yeah. someone's really off, they just stop for a second, listen to where you are, and then pick right back up again. Yeah. You I've know? definitely played songs where like a quarter of the, the song was an absolute nightmare but somehow <laughs> somehow happen? things get back on track yeah um do i know it's live what mark loren asked do i know it's live or do you know it's live i don't know what he's talking about like now we know it's live now we 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 are aware that it's i don't live. know what he's saying maybe he's saying live playing situation yes this is another way to say it freddie diaz says depends on the gravity of the mishap ah i like that phrasing freddie that's i like that well put good descriptive adjectives there yes the gravity of the mishap if it cannot be salvaged in any way then you must stop you must pull the ripcord and (laughs) that's it yeah pretend that the power went out on stage just like like start to look around Oh man, sorry, gotta start over. <laughs> That's always fun when the power goes out. That's happened before. <sighs> yeah, and you know the only guy that can keep playing and has fun and has solo time in the dark? The drummer. <laughs> there you go. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> where, where is it? I don't know, man. Uh, I haven't used it. In Pablo. A- That's right. That's right. I wasn't prepared. That's right. I like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it depends on the gravity of the mishap. I like that. And then, yes. So that brings us to the second part of the question. Okay. Is if you find yourself in that situation, correct. What are some very ingenious ways to get yourself out of that predicament or to stop and start again. Like you said, you could pretend like the power went out, except it's only on stage and nothing else went out except the instruments, right? Everyone could just stop and be like, oh, oh man, what's going, you know, what's going on? And check stuff and then, then start over again. Oh, sorry, something happened. If, if 
nobody in the band on stage that is currently involved in playing the song knows where they're 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 at in the song yes that's when you have to if nobody like at least one person if at least one person knows where you're supposed to be then they could kind of give you head cues and hand signals or whatever um, yeah, or even if the four pieces and two guys are in and two guys are out, you could still salvage it. Yeah, the rhythm you section. Still... You know, I always feel like if the drummer uh, it knows where he is and, and at least one other person in the band is with him, then it, it can be salvaged. Right. You know, as be, long as you yeah. know where the downbeat is, because that's the other thing that's always fun is like, you know, I remember in, in the past we would play with a sequencer sometimes. So we get this great idea one night to say, hey, so we're going to when the part comes. Right before the little breakdown, we had like a four-bar little drum breakdown that went back into the song again, and it was instrumental. So we're playing along to the sequencer to click track, you know, back and track, because the keyboard player went on tour with another band, and we, we had to finish our tour. So we had, you know, we had sequenced all his keyboard tracks, and we played live with a cardboard cutout behind a keyboard, like as a novelty item. But anyway, so we get the great idea. So the guitar player says to me, listen, when that part comes... I'm going to stop the sequencer. You're going to do a drum solo. And then for the last, four, you know, he's going to stop it like at the, at the, at the four bar break in. And he says, I'm going to hit it and bring it back in. So you'll have four bars lead in and we'll bring the band back in again. Right. At the end of your solo, give me a nod. He'll hit the thing. The click will come back up in my headphones by itself. I'll count us back in and we'll be on. Right. There you go. Dude goes off like a, at a hitch. I come in, give him the little high sign. He hits the thing. It's clicking in my headphone, right, right on the money. We come back in again. Somehow, when he paused the sequencer, the time clock lost the the, the, the logic connection to the click. Oh, no. So, so the music is now on the upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> so we come in in the ba, and it's like ba, <laughs> you know, and everyone's playing, and everything is on the upbeat now. So oh, I'm trying no. to tell him like that's like, the dude, worst one, like, man. Just, just move, move over, like move to the upbeat, you know? I'll That's go- the hardest thing to turn around though. Sometimes with like, when you're in that, I, I've been in that situation where you have to figure out what, yeah, switch around. Right, so, right. So you have to count like one and two and you have to be like one, one and like you have to, right. you know, one, one and the one two. Again, like hard style and it just lay onto it, you know? Well, somehow like we attempted that and myself and the bass player successfully executed that. Now we're back on again. Oh, now good. as we're playing, the sequencer is drifting off the click. Now it's like okay. it's, it's t- completely disconnected to where it's just drifting. So that was an, an occasion where, yes, for the balance of the you know two minutes of that song, the sequencer was shut off and we played it without the keyboards. So instantly it was like something went wrong because of all the 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 big synth sound just vanished. You know, so it was like barring. I think it's this light over here that's causing the problems. Oh, you still have your people working on that? Yeah, my right arm. Good. But to your point, we did not stop. We forged through. Yes. And we just kept going. But it definitely sounded like the the gravity of the the mishap, like he was saying. It was definitely a 9 out of 10. Like it was – there was definitely something – like people were like, you know, like what's going on? Right. It it wasn't like a little flop. It was a noticeable disaster. (laughs) I, I was in that situation. Your ice cave's back. There you go. Oh, that's it. No. <laughs> it's still peeking out the top. Like it's. I know. I see it. Any oh, second, yeah. but it's 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 you're keeping it at bay. 
That's pretty good, Steve. That's the longest it's, it's stayed that way. Okay. I had That's a, a similar similar experience, which was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life as a musician. When you're craving church's three-piece classic, there's no other option. Two crispy legs, a thigh, and a warm honey butter biscuit are the only way. And that's why we call it a classic. Church's Texas Chicken. Tap the banner to find your nearest location. Offer valid at participating locations. Um, uh, tell I us, w- Steve. I will. <laughs> I-, I was jamming with this um, these guys. I think we were doing covers. I don't think we ever actually played a gig. And we got this opportunity. I probably told you this story before, but it's worth retelling. I got this opportunity to, we got this opportunity to audition for a Janis Joplin off-Broadway thing that was starting up, like a, a biopic, not a biopic, it's a play, but uh, okay. on Janis Joplin. And we, we got this audition to, to be the band. Um, so we, we got together and rehearsed once because we didn't have a lot of lead time. Now is and this your is this a regular band or you guys put something together for this? It was it was a band I was jamming with already at the time. We were just doing covers, but we we didn't have any gigs. We were just jamming like in the garage, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and we got one of the guys in the band knew somebody, and we got this opportunity to audition for this thing. And one of the uh, one of the guys in the band, the drummer, he was a drummer in a. Uh, a tribute band, a Doors tribute band. I don't remember which one. It might have been Soft Parade. Okay. Which was the biggest kind of Doors tribute band around that area, north, northeast New York, New Jersey area. <clears throat> um, yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Um, Dominique says, "What's up? Oh, what's, what's up?" Crescent City Gumbo. Um, and so, so we get this this chance. This so we get together and we. Um, go over we only got together once and we go over like the popular janus tunes peace of my heart and bobby mcgee um uh uh what are the other there's a couple more um i cannot think of the names of the janus those are the only two i really know um anyway and we rehearsed them but we needed to follow we needed to read charts too we needed to read the sheet music and none of us really were very good (laughs) at reading music Except for the drummer, he was decent at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're 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 going over it with the, with the charts and stuff, and and knowing that we're going to go into this and we're going to have to, on the fly, do different things like change the key, take out this section, uh, double this section, whatever. And and the way, but, that, on, so the, but the chart is written that way. So the drummer has the the, the cheat sheet, and you guys are just going to try to follow along, or you're going to modify on the fly. No, he, well, no, he's got the charts of the songs, the the sheet music, but they're the, modified, is what I'm saying. No, 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 they're not. They're, they're oh, okay. They are the way the song is, but we know that we're going into audition, and this music director is going to throw us audibles. We know mm-hmm. that going in. Um. You know, he's going to sit there and be like that, you know, watching us and, and then say, OK, you know, uh, in bar two, double this thing. And, you know, and, and and he's speaking like, you know, he knows sheet music. He knows what he's talking about. And he's he's expecting us at the rehearsal, at the audition to just tell what he does, take our little note and do it and just play it flawlessly. So are you playing and he's like... Th- you know, you're in like bar four, yeah. and he's All like, right. yeah, oh, bar right. nine. No, 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 no. Go no. that way. No, no. So you should be soloing. 
No, no, no. He was oh. very professional. You know, we'd play it and then he'd say, stop the song and say, okay, start from this section and, and change this and change this. Now go. You know, and that's what we were expected to do. And we didn't. We weren't able to do it at all. Um, we... <laughs> Meaning what? If he's like double up on that third and fourth bar played... and then come back in again, you guys, it was just like a just train wreck? Yes. Yeah. We played through the songs normally. And then he would stop us and then say, okay, play it now in this key and take out this section and do this part in halftime. You know, like... Cool. Like he was throwing shit like that at us, yeah, like, yeah. like where we needed to just be like, okay, boom, boom, okay, and do it. This was a broad, you know, basically a Broadway play. So you have to go and you have to know your shit. And we just did not at all. We like, we would just, I, I had no clue where I was. And that's, that was that feeling of looking around at the band and seeing <laughs> that nobody knew where we were in the song. Yeah. Because we were, I was relying on the drummer because I figured, okay, he knows the sheet music. I know the basic structure of the song. If I'm told to change a key, I can transpose pretty easily on bass. Um, so it was just about timing and watching him with that. So I was really just relying on him. I'm like standing there just staring at him, trying to follow along. And, you know, and it, it just crashed and burned every time. And it was, you know, it was, it was very embarrassing because it, it was, we were in like a professional situation in New York City in Manhattan. You know, we had to go in an audition audition for this. And how thing. long did it last before the guy was like, "Thank you for your time"? It was not very long. <laughs> it was 10, 15 minutes tops. Dude, when I was a kid, I took drum lessons with Sonny Igo, who was a big band legend, and his son Tommy, big Broadway guy. Um, and the first lesson I took with him and, you know, he said, you know, he was adamant about like, you need to know how to read and you're, you know, you're going to learn how to read and understand charts and, and, and ha how to navigate them. And I never forget that he said to me, he's like, because the place you don't want to find yourself is where you're in one measure and the entire band is somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's not a good place. <laughs> to find yourself you know oh, man. and i'd always it always struck me as uh, i always remembered that you know and he was great he was he was awesome he was like my first real drum teacher but he was a world-renowned musician you know so he's was very very good at, at developing you know everything that you know as far as from your ear to listening to chops to playing and rudiments and reading and having to chart stuff out and figure out songs and write them out and come back and do them you know and it was uh, quite the experience, but yeah, if you're not forced, you know, to read like that on a regular basis, that's the only way you oh, get yeah. it. So like my father was in a concert band and he was in a parade band and he was in a bunch of different bands. And so he would always say, all right, you're going to come with me to concert band rehearsal tonight and you're going to play timpani or you're going to play snare drum or you're going to play bass drum, you know, because they needed somebody like someone couldn't make it that week. And, you know, they would pull out the book and it would be, you know, all charts. So you'd be forced to read them. So that whole experience made me, a, you know, at the time, a, a very good reader as opposed to if I had just done homework and brought it to a lesson, you know. But actually during the week, you know, or on a weekend, if there was a parade, he would say, you know, I need we need another snare drum to march in the parade. So, you know, it pays five bucks. You're going to come. You're going to play and you're going to read. So you would read all these, you know different pieces of sheet music and they just always said the same thing if you get lost or you're not sure yeah kind of fake it and look around and see where everyone else is at and then try to read ahead and look for a cue maybe you know like a stop or some kind of 
you know, um, flurry of something that will like give you a roadmap, like a, a, a marker, you know, so then you can right. re reacquaint yourself and get back where you're supposed to be, you know? Right. It is interesting how we're able to intuitively know where we are in a song, especially with the repetitive nature of music, of, of, you know, of bridges being the same choruses being the same. And it's like, it's, it, it's weird. It's uh, cause I, I noticed that once in a while when I'm playing, like, like I know where I am in the song. I always know where I am in the song, but how do I know where I am in the song? How do I always know where I am? Like what is the, in that my brain that is creating that little yeah. map? And I think the challenge is when you're reading sheet music like that, especially to songs that you don't know, you're completely blind. You know, like if I would go to concert band, like I wouldn't know half the, you know, the great wall of Kiev, you know, I would never have played that, you know, with my cover band, you know, but it's this orchestral piece and you would, you know, not knowing it. And especially when there's like 32 bars of rest, right? Right, and right, you, right. You have to make sure that on that, you know, bar 33, you're coming back in again and you're not on bar 31 and, you know, having a drum solo where it's not called for, you know? Yeah. There's memes out there like that about drummers just sitting there like waiting uh, for 32 bars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the best thing is like if you come back in with a crash and you count like and you're wrong and you're, and you're like you're like <laughs> you know it turns around looks at you like uh, you have four measures left, buddy. I don't know where you're where, where you're at, but you might have miscounted. You know? Oh, the crash would be the worst. Yeah, in yeah, the, in the wrong place. So the trick was always to can't replace the one with the number of the measure you were at. You know, like seventeen, two, three, right, three, sure, eighteen, 18 two, two, three, four. Yeah, four, that's four, how four, I would four, count. You know? that's how yeah, I learned. Yeah, that's how I learned to count one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. but some people say like after eight, go back to one, and that's your second set of eight. You know, but I think if you're counting thirty-two bars, it's best to be like twenty-seven, two, three, four, twenty-eight. You know what I mean? So you're not making that mistake and like, oh man, is it? You know, am I, am I in the third, am I the third eight, eight or the fourth yeah, eight? Right, third eight right. or the fourth eight? Like, is this bar twenty-four? Or is it thirty-two coming up? And you're looking around to see if anyone else is like, you know, if like. You know, the, the clarinet guys are bringing, you know, they're bringing their instruments up or the trumpets, you know, you, you can see them like they're getting ready. If everyone's just kind of hanging out, sitting there with their stuff on their lap, they're not all of a sudden going to pull it up at the last second, you know. So there's mm. there's other ways to cheat, um, you know, and you get your stage chops, so to speak. Right. Because it's not just about reading you're learning the on the job, playing it right. You're on the job, you know, learning on the job. Yeah. So, you know, I thank my dad for that because it was great experience when I was a kid of going. to Yeah, play. that's things you know weddings and and all these different experiences big bands you know and he would always like throw the curveball and be like oh you kind of know the chart right like you're working on it with sunny and i'm like yeah he's like are right, you gonna play it now now like in front of all these you know people like you know i was like 13 years old yeah you can, come on get up let's go that's <laughs> you know? frightening yeah but he would sit behind me and he would tap on my back if i started speeding up or slowing down like to remind me where the tempo was you know because you're all nervous okay. you're reading the chart you're not really you know there's so many things going on when you're just thrown into it you're you're you're, you're trying to think about a dozen things you know Yes. And Paul says, uh, good topic. Thinks the old saying re rings true. The show must go on. The show must go on no oh, matter what happens, you know, keep the train moving. Keep yep. going. Got to keep moving. Cause I can remember too, as a kid, we were playing leapfrog. You know, I'm sure you've heard that song, right? And then in the middle it goes and it stops and there's like a drum solo, you know, like, like midway through the song. And I remember playing and looking at it and the bass player was like trying to get my attention. And I was looking at him and I was talking and all of a sudden I'm, we're back and you know, I'm not sure where I am in the chart. So I'm thinking, okay, I know a stop's coming up and you know, I think we're going to like this first and second ending of the song, but it's really the first part of the drum solo part. So the part comes and it's just like, -da 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 -ba -ba -da -da -ba. 
I'm like, cool, you know? And I'm like, get ready to flip the page. And like, <laughs> the doctor looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> I remember being like, I guess that's the end of that song. All right, next piece. Like, he was, oh. all, he was, he was all jammed up. Like, that I, I cut the song short, you know? Oh, and I'm like, you know, I'm like 14 years old. Like, my mom dropped me off at the gig with the drums in the trunk, you know what I mean? She's going to pick me up later. Like, I'm just like, do, do the best I can, you know? Sorry. All these guys are like in their 50s and 60s, you know? I'm like, this kid in a tuxedo. Oh, man. But fun, uh, good times, you know? Sure. And on the job, like you said, you got to get up to speed quick. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one to bounce back from too, from when you were a kid mm. to, to, you know, not take it so personally and just, but I didn't, I was just like, sorry, I got lost. What's the next tune. Right. <laughs> you know, like I'll tell you, like my dad thrust me into this gig at the last minute. Yeah. You know, I not necessarily was like striving for the gig and tried out for it and was disappointed in my performance, you know? Right. I was just holding on for dear life, trying to get through it. And that is really the way, the best way to learn. You just like, you have to survive. So go oh, survive, yeah. and the, survive and, and, now. And the, the, you know, the pay was tremendous. I think I got a check, a check for $15. Hey, it's Good a check. Stuff. It's money. It's, it's pay. Check. Yeah. It's bank. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, I, so the, the so point closing that topic. Yeah. So even with a four or five piece band, it might be easier to stop or to get people back on track. But if you have a, you know, a 20 piece big band and everyone's reading charts and people are getting lost, you're not starting over. You know what I mean? Like someone's, you could, they're going to have to figure it out because yeah. there's, there's too many pieces, you know? Well, with a 20 piece band, your odds are much better in people knowing where they're at, where they're at in the song. Yeah. Unless one guy, you know, like the rhythm guitar player is in the wrong key and doesn't realize it. And he's just, you know, jamming along like he's in the right spot on the chart, you know, like time-wise. But he's not playing what he should be. The wrong key is tough. I, I love the the videos where people are playing like just a little bit too far out of tune. Mm -hmm. I can't stop laughing at those. <laughs> out of tune is funny to me. Yeah, unless you're, unless you're part of the storm you're involved in. Sometimes I'll play out of tune on purpose. Really? I'll yeah. play, yeah. I'll play like some. That. I'll play some passing tones on my bass. Yeah, I'll sing. I'll sing off, uh, you know, at, at off key too. Sometimes, just no. I don't do that. Key, you know? I wouldn't do that. Sure, that's horrible. Yeah. No, sing because it's worse when it's bad enough with an instrument, but with vocals, it's. I always love when you're like end of the night, third set. People are all getting you know rowdy and hammered, and like if if the singer goes out into the audience with a wireless, you know, and people want to sing, and they like turn the mic towards them. And they, they they think they can sing, and they're singing parts that are not even anywhere near close to being what it should be. But they're passionate about it. Yes. Um, Good stuff. Yes. I was just going to... Uh, what do you got, Steve? What do you got? I, I, I neglected to prepare for this, unfortunately. and um, What, for what you're trying to put up on the screen? Yeah. And so give me a second to do this because I really need to acknowledge this. And I did not. Okay, Steve. Well, while you work on that. And shame on me. Shame on you, but it's okay, Steve. You're preoccupied. 50,000 new members to the group. Let that be a testament to all of you out there who are thinking about joining Cover Band Central. You know, get on there. You, your band, or both. Get it going. That's right. Well said. Um, 
Okay. So I'll share this. Uh, I, I mentioned it last week or two weeks ago. My, my friend uh, Joey B, drummer in New Jersey, uh, was uh, sick in the hospital with COVID. And, and last Tuesday, so a week ago today, he passed on. Um, and I just want to. Sorry to hear that. That was after the show, right? Right after the show last yeah. week. Right after we did the podcast last week, I got the, the call. Um, and this is Joey. Um, that's us playing at the fireside. Here's another picture of him. Um, Joey was uh, a, a great guy. He was I played in a band called Bad Habit in New Jersey. And it was the first, really the first cover band that I played with after the whole trying to do the original thing. And he it was. Like he's having trouble with his <clears throat> green screen, too. What do you mean? He has to keep putting his hand up to get the light to turn on. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, Come on, man. So jo Joey was uh, the, kind of the band leader in that first band uh, called Bad Habit, the first cover band that I ever really joined where it was a cover band and we were doing a, a cover thing. Um, and uh, What kind of covers did you do? We did, you know, rock, classic rock, a lot of the same stuff that I do today. And uh, mostly that, and newer rock too at the time. It was early 2000s, uh, late, late 99, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. Basically, I played with that band. So you're playing cutting edge tunes back then back that then. are now considered classic rock. Yeah. And Joey, um, Joey hired me. And, and it was at a time, it was at a very pivotal time in my life when uh, things were changing a lot. And uh, Joey hired me for that gig. And he was a really, really super solid drummer. And he would push me to be the best I could be. Um, all the time, you know, he was, he was a little tough on me, which I liked. I liked, I like a drummer who knows what they're doing mm -hmm. and knows how to, how to show some tough love and is driving the train. And he did, but he did it with, all with love. Um, he was, uh, just like such a super nice guy and his home was always open to everybody that came over. His door was unlocked all the time. Um, and there was the shed outside of his house where we practice, um, we had a whole like Drum rehearsal. Shed. Yeah, the shed. It was. It was a we Full called it, rehearsal studio. Yeah, we called it the shed, but it was like a rehearsal studio. It was a big um, room, and we would go there and just hang out sometimes or jam or whatever. And um, he was just a great guy. I got to see him in 2019 when I went to Jersey. Uh, when I saw you, um, right pre-COVID. Uh, yeah, pre-COVID 2019. And I got to see Joey and I gave him a big hug when I saw him and we jammed that night and I gave him a big hug when I left. So was that uh, the night when you went out and saw Vinny Solano, Vinny Solano. I never saw Vinny Solano. Yeah. Didn't you say you went out when you came to visit me, you went out to some open mic. Yeah. That wasn't, I don't think Vinny. Oh, she, Oh, he might've been there. Yeah. He was there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Um, but Joey was there too. Cause I had called him same, same night, same place. Yep, same night, same place. And uh, so, uh, but Joey passed from COVID and um, b he'll be missed by many. He was a great guy and I loved him. And um, and I just wanted to acknowledge that because he was a pivotal part of my whole beginning of playing in cover bands. Um, yeah, and another great talent that was, you know, <clears throat> taken from us far too young. Yeah.
Yeah. So Joey, love you, man. He's a he's a good guy. I, I heard that a lot of people turned out for his wake the other day. So um, I think on Sunday. But an upside of this is that my friend Dominic, who is a guitar player in Jersey, might be moving down. He's definitely moving down south. And I told him, you know, you should check out New Orleans because he's an amazing guitar player. And there's a lot of opportunity here right now, dude. So he might be coming in on the scene. Yeah, because he was living at Joey's and and that's going to not be a thing anymore. Oh, right. So he's going to need to find. So he's going to come down. You think you might he go down by you might jam with him? I hope so. Um, cool. I, I, I hope I get to jam with him. Yeah. Um, as far as him living here, there's opportunity. And, and anybody else watching this, by the way, if you're a musician or you're in the music industry and you're looking for a life change and you're able. New Orleans is the place to go because there is opportunity galore here right now. For work. So if you're in the music industry, sound, whatever. And is be, Dominic a full-time player? He No, I think he's been doing sound. He's been engineering bands. Um, yeah, the studio and the shed. You know, he set up that shed as, as a okay as a uh, recording studio. Um, so that's what he's been doing. But, he, you know, he could play. So, uh, or he wants to play, too. He wants to just... Do something. <laughs> and was Joey playing full time, or was he still playing in any bands or anything? I don't think so. He he had had cancer issues too, and um, mm. um, I, I I yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, don't take your health for granted, man. You know that's that's right. cheers good, to that. Yeah, definitely. You know something important to think about because you can always find another band. You can always you know start doing something new. You can always start a new business. You can always bounce back from any adversity as long as you have your health. Without your health, you can't really do anything. You know? Correct. So that's the one thing that's probably the most valuable. And as musicians, it's important that we take care of ourselves, you know? Because when you're playing full-time and you are out, you're out late, you know what I mean? Like you said, you, you want to make sure you exercise, you're, you're eating properly, you're hydrating, and, you know, you're taking care of yourself, you're getting proper rest because – you know, we take for granted, you know, when you, that that we're just always going to be at the top of our game and we're going to be healthy and we're good, you know? And I think there's a lot to be said for that. If you have a mindset of always thinking that you're going to be healthy, you, you more than likely will be, you know, because you'll attract that to yourself. But at the same time, you physically, you have to maintain your abilities and your stamina, you know, so that you can perform because you know as well as I do, you know, you play a bunch of gigs for a couple of months in a row, back to back to back to back, you know, like you, like you were doing with like the five-nighter. Um, you know, after a couple of months, if you're not prepared for it, it'll, it'll beat you down. Indeed. Um, I'm being very mindful of that now, now that I'm kind of back in a groove. Mm-hmm. But three nights is plenty for me. I don't need more than that. Three nights a week, I'm good. Um, uh, but I got to tell you, I'm having a blast, man. I'm having a blast being back playing, especially being in that room with that band. Yeah. Um, with the players that I get to play with. There's a lot of uh, people coming in and subbing a lot. Yeah, have you locked in a solid drummer yet, or you still got a bunch of different guys? Uh, I, I believe so. I don't know officially, but we've had the same guy there uh, for most of our run so far. So, cool. And he's great. Um, uh you know, we've used a few different guitar players and, and and now sometimes two guitar players with 
without a keyboard player, but I believe we have a keyboard player coming in for May for the whole month. I, that's what I was told. So, okay. and I, and I was told he's good. I don't, I don't know him personally. I've never played with him, which is exciting to me. I always like, like playing with new people, especially when I, when I hear they're really good. Yeah. And as long as he's not telling you how good he is, he's probably very good. Well, it depends how much he tells me that, I guess. If he walks up to me and says, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm really good. I can't wait to play with you guys. Wait till you hear how good I am. <laughs> <laughs> Did I remember going to see bands at Wild Mike's? Remember Wild Mike's? Yeah, yeah. I loved Wild Mike's. Yeah, Wild Mike's is a great place. I remember going to see a band there. I don't remember the name, but you know, the band was okay, you know, and the drummer was pretty good so i want to be complimentary you know because we're all brothers together in this musical journey you know and the guy's coming up the stage and i said to you know i said to myself as i'm walking up to play you know because it was like open mic night or something you know we had taking turns but it was band so i had the whole bit our whole band there and they were like the hosting band you know so they would play a couple tunes and then get up i remember saying to the guy hey man you sound really good and he's like yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) i just remember being like okay cool <laughs> you know, if I really wanted to be a, a sarcastic guy, I could have said, you know, hey, you sound really good. And you say, I know. And you say, considering you have only been playing for a couple of months. <laughs> but, you know, we don't want to be snarky. So I just kind of laughed it off and was like, okay, good for him. I'm going to say that one time. I got to say that one time. Oh, so someone says you sound really good. You just say, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, you guys are really cool. Of course we are. Go get me a drink. See, if you say it in a funny way, it's fine. But if you said it like that, it's just like, yeah, I know. No, he said it like matter of fact, like, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, I know. Like, not thanks, like, cool. He's just like, yeah, I know. Hmm. <laughs> We're kind of laughing as I was walking every set that I was kind of like, <laughs> excellent. Yes, let's do this. Hmm. Um, there's so much humor to be found, Steve, if you look at situations where people are like either like saying something stupid or trying to offend you or getting upset about something. You know what I mean? I've looked at it lately like from a, a, a position of kind of, you know, comedic, like just, you know, don't take it personally and just, you know, marvel at, at, at people's ability to uh, say interesting things. That's the best way to, to approach life. It's good. You get a lot of you get a lot of interesting kicks out of that. You know, when people like are are having conniptions and freaking out and yelling and stuff, and you're just very calm and kind of almost laughing, like, dude, you know, I didn't really think I was going to elicit that kind of response out of you. I only asked you a simple question, you know, right? It's all good. And Plus, you never know what's going on in that person's life. You know, you don't know if someone has, you know, tragedy in their life or sick person at home or you know, just the you know, some kind of financial hardship. Like, you don't know what people are going through, you know? So you never know the person you're talking to, what, you know, why they're acting the way they're acting. Yes. Agreed. But I'm pretty sure when you're 20 years old and the guy, you're complimenting a guy and he's telling you, yeah, I know I'm that good. He's just arrogant. I don't think there's any other backstory to why he's talking like that. Yeah. Um, you learn as you go. That doesn't fly for, for too long with anybody. No, what was great was that the band I was playing with at the time was all top players. So we got up and just blew the doors off the place, you know? So it was the unspokenness of, you know, his Let's, band was so great. But after we played, he realized that they, need, they had to do some work, you know? Right. Let the music do the talking. Correct. You know? Yes. 
and be humble. You know, people tell you, you know, they, they think you're great or the band's great. You say, thanks, man. You know, we, that's, we're, we're trying. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, we're trying to do the best we can. That's our job, you know? Yeah. I'm going to be I, full of yourself. This weekend, I had, uh, I think it was on Saturday when we played. Um, a friend, Tommy Knapp, came out to. Uh, Tommy Knapp. Tommy Knapp. Uh, he's a bass player. And he's played at that in that room, famous store for for a, for a long time, but he hasn't since COVID, I don't believe. Anyway, um, and it was he his birthday. He just hasn't played in that room. He hasn't played in that room, um, but it was his birthday, and I knew it was his birthday because we were on Facebook. And he came in, and I was happy to see him. And then he got up and played. Like I, I was like, come, come play, because <laughs> um, he's far a far better bass player than me, and I like listening to him play because he's and I wanted to get his like he was in a good mood and anybody like it's kind of a known thing if if you're in that scene in New Orleans if you're a known musician and you walk into the room and you're watching that band like on a on your off night and you're just there watching your friend's band it's kind of a given that you're like oh you know we're gonna have this person come up on stage sure you know it's because you're your family mm-hmm. yeah you're um, being invited up yeah so whenever decline like they're just not in the mood to come up and play sure yeah 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 okay. um but usually usually, usually kind of no um but I, it was his birthday too so it's like all right get on stage it's your birthday come play so i made sure i got he got up and played and um played for a few songs and then we played for a little while longer and he bought me a drink and he was still hanging out and then um we had him come up again and he played five songs. So I got a, I got a big break. That's always nice though, especially if the guy's a good player to be able to go out front and listen to the band because you yes. never get to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I, I stood everywhere in the club. I went outside. I went across the street to see how it sounded every, everywhere. And it sounded really good. My bass <laughs> across the street. You know, I went down to the club like five blocks down to see if I could still hear the band. And well, it's bourbon know. street. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's things are loud. Uh, no, actually, I remember when I was there too. It, it seemed like, like at the swamp, there was that club across the street that had those, the, like the windows that would open to the sidewalk, and the drummer back faces the sidewalk, like the band's facing in. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know what club that is, but I just remember that with those doors being open, when you're in the street, like blocks away, all you hear is snare drum, pop, 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 yeah. pop, pop, pop. You know? Because yeah. I remember the dude was playing like a piccolo, and it was super loud. That was probably Razoo, which was across from the swamp. Yeah. But the, there's a couple clubs that are set up like that where the stage is facing in and your back is to the, the drummer's back is to the street. And that's how Famous Door is too, basically. Yeah. But Famous uh, Door has windows, not open air. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of. T- <laughs> What's up? There's a lot of open doors and stuff. And, you know, the sound and it's open loud. Open doors are good. And it's loud. So. Um, but it was great. I love hearing other people play. And and I told uh, my friend Adam on break, I'm like, Tommy Knapp's putting his energy into my bass because it's it's a living thing. And Tommy Knapp's in a great player and he was in a great mood. So he's putting this positive energy into my Yeah, residual energy, yes, into my bass. Um I don't I love seeing people that are better than me. He is definitely better than me. But I love seeing people that well, are that's the thing, too. You know, you always want to be inspired by people that are better than you, not jealous or in competition with it, you know. And it's hard to do when you're younger. Like I said, you know, like, for example, that guy, you know, saying how great he was. 
But if you can get past that, I mean, you know, you shouldn't be intimidated by people that are better than you because you can learn something from them, you know, and it takes a sense of, I think, musical maturity and confidence in your own ability to be able to recognize that, you know, to know that you have five drummers, they're all going to be different levels of proficiency, but they're all going to have their own unique thing, you know, so that guy may have blazing chops, but that other guy has a, a more solid pocket. And this guy just has incredible feel and dynamics. And this guy just has super creative ideas, you know? Mm -hmm. So you run the gamut. So it's, it's, it's always a, a question of, are they not necessarily better or they're just different? You know what I mean? I mean, when you're younger, sure. There's bands that are definitely better than other bands because you're learning how to play your instrument. Right. So there's other guys that are just more advanced or more talented and they just sound better. But as you get older and you start to, you know, broaden your vision, so to speak, musically, and you start to play with, you know, higher caliber of musicians and, and bands of higher calibers. Um, it's very inspiring to see that, that, you know, that guy's not necessarily better than that guy. It's just different. You know, they're all professional. They all sound really good and polished. They just have their own unique uh, personality, you know? Yes. Everybody's personality goes into their playing, into their instrument. That's why you Absolutely. can have this, the same guitar with the same rig two different people are going to make yep. it sound different. Absolutely. Because you, it's you. You're being you as long as you're being genuine. Well, that's just it. But, you know, if you are being genuine, then typically your personality that you normally have would come out that way, you know? But, yes. and again, you also have alter ego guys because I remember, you know, playing a band with guys that were real shy and quiet, you know? But when they got on stage, they were like wild men. But then when they came off stage, they were back to this reserved kind of calm person, you know? Yeah. You know, but more often than not, you know, the wild guy is still wild on stage. You know, you doesn't work the other way. You don't usually become subdued, <laughs> you know? Everything gets to be amplified and elevated once you're you're in it, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I feel more like myself. I don't know. Maybe because I've been doing it for so long. I just feel... But like yeah, I, I am, I am as me as I can be when I'm playing bass. Yeah. And that comes from experience, right. And, and just your confidence and your abilities and you're, you're comfortable, you know, which is, you know, when you're younger, you have that, you know, it's interesting because when you're young, you have that kind of nervous energy and you want to do your best and you want to play the things you practice and you're really not thinking, you know, you're thinking about all these things. So you're very focused on your performance, so to speak. But then as you get older, you're not so concerned with that because you know you're going to play the parts well and you're going to play your best, you know, and you're more enjoying the experience, you know, but you just don't want to have a complacency that comes across to the crowd, you know, because we've all done it. You've seen bands that just are, you know, they've done it a thousand times and it's just they have no excitement left in them. So they're putting on a show, but you can tell it's not really a genuine, passionate experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely want to really enjoy it if you're going to do it at all um, because it comes through. It's obvious. Yeah. Okay. And like you said, when you get in the zone and you are playing at your best because you're not thinking about it, that is when the magic happens. Agreed. You know, but magic can also be, you know, achieved in younger days, too, when you have a really good show or you can still get in the zone. It's just a little bit different, I think, you know, because you're not as experienced. But yeah, you, you know, have you have like the small victories, which have the same vibe as that being in the zone and that magic. 
Yeah, and I think the younger you are when you're exposed to situations that are demanding of you, kind of like we were talking about earlier when I used to fill in for my dad. By the time I was, you know, 16, 17, 18 and playing in bands in like big, you know, bigger venues and on stages and stuff like that, I was comfortable, you know, because I'd already kind of been through the ringer on, you know, get, you know, cutting your teeth, so to speak, and getting your, your, your legs under you, you know, and then once you're comfortable with that, it, it, it a, a, another level, like you plateau and then you reach another level and then another door opens and then you're, you know, you're in a different environment now, you know, and then as you progress musically and personally and spiritually, you get to another level and then another door opens, right? And then you're, you're in a different zone. So it's just cool to look back and think about, you know, at some point in time, we were all that nervous kid on stage hoping we didn't make a mistake, you know, and then it's, it's exciting to see now, you know, as, as we've grown that, you know, you're at a level that you can enjoy the music and be free to create, you know, and that's really what you strive to get at. So I try to tell my, my real young students that, you know, when you make a mistake, you know, a, either people aren't going to even realize it if you keep going, right? Like if it goes by and if it's a really disastrous mistake, um, you know, you'll get through it. But like we've talked about that in the past too. Like how do you come back from some kind of disaster on stage? Now you need to pick up the pieces and move on. You know, some people are able to do it like that. Some people it takes like three or four songs before they can shake it off, you know, and get back. Right. Um, so I think that's an important thing too is your ability to recover quickly. Yes. And you learn, and you're talking about levels of, of achievement and it never really stops. You never get to a point where it's like, all right, I've reached the highest level. Oh no, definitely not. Nothing, nothing is going to, to learn. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, you're always having these little victories, these little milestones that you hit. Um, and that never stops. And that's part of the fun of it. And it's part of the magic of it. And it's part of what feels good about playing music. Um, you just become more, uh, connected to it mm -hmm. um and that's what i'm really enjoying a uh, part of what i'm really enjoying i'm just really enjoying the whole experience now that room is the best room on bourbon street it is fun to play there it's, it's a great comfortable stage the sound is killer i have a, a wedge right in front of me that's uh, up elevated the tang in there i got a killer mix there my bass tone is awesome uh, and now it's another thing i enjoyed about listening to tommy play was going out and hearing my bass tone like, yeah uh, like and i know it's going to sound a little different with me playing but still i know how it sounds on stage with me playing so i just wanted to hear how it sounded in the room imagining me playing and, and no that uh, is definitely i remember playing a gig at the revel in atlantic city and it was a huge room giant room you know um yeah big open floor tables and then a whole back seating area. Long story short, that big pro sound, you know, pro lights. It was a big, big event. And I remember sound checking the drums and I remember the sound guy, you know, took like five minutes, got everything right. Says your monitor good. So everything's good. And then on the talk back, Mike, he's like, do you mind if I come up and play your drums and you go out front and listen to them? Because you just, you have to hear this. And he was a drummer, obviously. And he, the guy got up and I, I switched with him and I went down into the front to listen to it. And it was like incredible, you know? like the difference in sound, how, how fat it sounded out front, you know? Right. Yes. Um, so uh, I'm not going to acknowledge Frank's comments here, but uh, we, we enjoy um, playing music. We enjoy talking about playing music. And this is episode 136. So we've been talking about a lot of this stuff, different stuff, and we try to stay topical and also just stuff that's interesting to us. Yeah, and the topics right. change as we go. 
You know, you might say they something did. that then uh, it spurs a whole nother conversation in a completely different direction. All right, Frank. Yes. It's all so, about wisdom. Yes. So anyway, no format. I uh, started the thing that we were talking about. I've been talking about the weekly daily video thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I started this week. I for for the first. I did the first motivation Monday yesterday, Excellent. and and uh, tribute Tuesday today. So, and you're going to uh, continue for the remainder of the week. Yes, I have a theme for every day, and it will um, be going every week. Every week we'll be broadcasting. I'll be broadcasting at 2 p.m. Eastern time, which is 11 a.m. Pacific time. I go live for about 10 minutes and pick a topic each day and talk about it and involve the audience and whatnot. So it's fun. 10 minutes, short and sweet. I like it. Yes. And I'm doing it like very organic too. I'm live and like warts and all. Yeah. Just put it out there. Whatever it is, it is. Post it and go. Yes, it's fun. And uh, so, yeah. okay. Stripped down, unlike, you know, the high production quality we have on this show. And I got <laughs> right. at least half a dozen people here just for, you know, hair and makeup. And then I got another six or eight people running the sound and lighting. You know, there's probably 13, 14 people here right now. I know they're doing a great job. I commend them, you know, for dedicating the time to do it. Thank you, guys. Yes. yes. Good stuff. Um, so yes, so this upcoming weekend I am off Friday and Saturday and working Sunday only, which nice. um, which I'm happy about. Need a little downtime. Yeah, but I'm happy to be playing, man. This is it's great. A lot more people are coming back to work. It seems going back to playing gigs. It seems like it's it's increasing, increasing every week. So. Um, now, do you see most of the clubs on Bourbon Street back open again with bands or slowly but surely? Yes. Yes. That's good. Because a couple of weeks ago, you said there was really famous door and like two other clubs having bands. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming back. It's, um, I mean, it was packed, dude. It was Friday night and Saturday night, New Orleans on Bourbon Street in the club. We're playing at Famous Door. The room was jam packed at not the entire night, but for a good portion of the night. Yeah. Cause just, you still get just like, just like it used to be wall to wall people. Yeah. No, very few people wearing masks. As far as people here are concerned, it's over. That's it. <laughs> That's good. There's no COVID. That's I it. We're, we're it. fine. And we, we were still told to, that we have to wear masks on stage, but we're, it's not very enforced. Um, like I was told by the manager on Saturday, so I was there first and he said, Hey man, just like, you got to at least have it on your face, like have it at least by your chin. So if somebody comes in then you can, you know, put it up. And I was, I respect it. I'm like, okay, Tracy made us custom masks with, with the band's name on it. Cool. So, so I have that. So I wore that all night and I, I barely put it up like maybe once or twice. Um, and but um nobody else in the band did and it wasn't a, a thing so it doesn't matter it's wall-to-wall people like that i mean come on and the, they have the staff wearing masks like all the, the bartenders and the, and the bouncers and people like that like behind the bar the, the, the yeah the bartenders they the same deal they have it on their face and sometimes it's on their thing and sometimes it's not gotcha 
And the, but the, they have it nonetheless. Yeah, and the door guys have it on. They're, they're, the door guys keep it. They do keep it on. But they're not telling people they got to wear a mask if they want to come in. I don't know. I think, mm, I don't know. I think they might be making sure people at least have masks. Yeah, at a minimum, at least have one, right? Yeah. And, uh, but the, it's not being enforced. It's And they're not counting heads. That's for sure. And was, the shower curtains are down. Yeah. I The last one, <laughs> the last yeah. one came down on Saturday. When that manager was, guy came in, I had just, like, he was standing near me. And I was there first again. And it was still, like, it's still early. There's nobody there, you know. And I'm sitting up on stage. And I get up and I see the curtain is still, it's just the one was hanging by me. Stage left. Facing Same the door, one that's been there. Flimsy dollar store. Now it's stained with shit. Oh yeah. Shower curtain is, is still hanging there. So I looked up at it and I'm just like, all right, screw this. And I started to pull it down. And then he walks over to me, the manager guy. And I'm like, oh shit. And he goes, he hands me the drink tickets. And then he says, uh, yeah, hey man, just you know, just so you know, you gotta wear the mask, blah blah blah. He explained it to me. He was very cool about it. And then I was like, hey, can I take this down? That's shower curtain. And he's like, yeah. And he just poof, ripped it. So <laughs> no more shower curtains on. Stage. That's it. Adios, shower curtain. So that's it. Um, so what do you do now when the flash dancer part comes with the on stage shower? I, I, I just get wet. Okay. Coverbandcentral.com, everybody. You can sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. And uh, check us out on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to that channel. I'm going to build up that video channel thing and make it more gooder. Um, another hour zipped by, my friend. It goes by quick, Steve. Yes. Time but, flies when you're having fun. But good stuff. You never know what you're going to get. Um, you never do. An hour. You know? And uh, tune in next week for episode 137. You won't know what you'll get then either. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 